What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the podcast. We're kicking it off this week with a question, a quick question. Who are you? Not what's your name, not what do you do, but who are you? This week, asking who I am is the tip, and this is the True Identity Podcast. Welcome back to the Short Identity Series. This is episode 12. I am loved by God, the Father, just as He loves Jesus, the Son. I am your host, Corey Fronick, and TIP's mission is best summarized in these three points. First, in this short identity series, we discuss where I found my true identity. Secondly, how experiencing this truth has changed my life. Lastly, I hope to stir up the Holy Spirit in you to experience this revelation for yourself. You know, for some time, I lived my life trying to be something that I wasn't. Experiencing the joy of living in my true identity has transformed my circumstances. Today, we're talking about how God the Father loves us the way that He loves Jesus. You are loved by God the Father the same way that He loves Jesus the Son. Welcome to the True Identity Podcast. Welcome, yeah, where our mission is those six Six words, words. love God, love Love people, people. make disciples, and this message, it's never changed, it's been the same, it's that we're dead to the old, and made made new in Christ, let's get into it. Reading from John 17, 23, it starts off saying, I in them and you in me that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Today is episode 12. I may go off script a bit, but I'm going to try to stay on script. Please bear with me. This prayer in John 17 is starting to really get good. I love this prayer. If you get a chance, try to jump into it this week if you get a chance. Today, we're talking about God's love for the believers through His followers. Are there, are there any books of the Bible that you really enjoy reading? I love Genesis, the prophets, Acts, Paul's letters, and especially the Gospels. But this week, I was led to a part of the Word that I don't usually read. The book is Songs of Solomon. <laughs> I understand this is technically a wisdom book, but it reads like poetry. I don't really enjoy poetry very much. Um, Maybe I should read it more often. I don't know. It's easy for me to get complacent and relaxed in my walk. And I guess my life as well. (laughs) The Lord has really been pushing me to be uncomfortable the last few weeks. When stuff like this happens, I try to ask Jesus two things. What are you trying to teach me? And what can I do differently? Having the week off from work this last week to focus on some family time has been really kind of nice. I've listened to Songs of Solomon several times during this time and this week while I was working around the house. It's interesting. If you get a chance, listen to it. It's, it's very poetic and some, part, some parts it makes you kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable. Through that, I was kind of able to extract a verse that I really spoke to me. It's in chapter 8. I learned that The power and intensity of love can be beautiful and life-giving. Or 
it can be dangerous and destructive. Overall, I learned a few things from Songs of Solomon. Our very being longs to know and be known. This love is transcendent. It's mysterious, and it's a gift from God. Were you expecting this grace? I wasn't. Jesus is the sin offering who is without sin. Jesus deserves God's perfect love. By virtue, in our union with Christ, by faith, through the Spirit, the Father loves us as He loves Jesus. This same love has transformed my life. I don't know if there's an end or if there's a limit to His love, at least not that I've found. Is it possible to understand these limits? Please post something in the comments or on Facebook or on Instagram. Let me know what you think. As I learn to live in my true identity, God wants me to experience this love that's shared in the poetry book. The ups, that downs, highs, lows, the depth of true love. We get to see this illustration of love and the secret bond of marriage, or even more when we are blessed with the gift of life. I've been blessed with four, technically five. I only say four because my fifth is in heaven and it's kind of hard for me to talk about it. But um, yeah, please don't feel sorry for me. God is so amazing. My oldest gave his life to Christ a year before he was murdered. And um, it's it's tough, but um, it's also um, wonderful knowing that he's running around the fields of heaven with Jesus. Anyways, um, if you're like me and you struggle to, to find time to read the Bible, another healthy alternative is hearing it. Technology these days has made it easier to fellowship with the Word and to grow in my understanding, for sure. Eventually, God's Word is like a, a seed if planted on healthy soil. It will take root and bear much fruit. Many times in my walk with the Lord, I didn't see the fruit of those efforts for many years later. Uh, and Romans 10 is a staple in the New Testament. Look at what it says here in chapter 10, verse 17, about hearing the Word. It says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Jesus made another great reference to this in the purpose of the parables. I like this one too. I kind of sort of referenced it for a minute a few, uh, a few seconds ago. It's in Luke 8, 9 through 18. It says, But understand it's not enough to hear the word, but to obey it. Man, that's a command from Jesus, a.k.a. the boss man in verse 21. I say boss man, but, you know, he's a big man. He's whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I've been openly claiming to be a Christian since uh, 2012. I've mentioned this before, but not only a Christian, but a follower of Jesus. So as I've matured in my faith, I, I really like to kind of say I'm a follower of Christ. During the last 10 years or so, I've, I've found myself reading the same books. Typically, Songs of Solomon hasn't been a frequent stop in my page-turning time. <laughs> I'm saying this because this week's identity verse starts talking about the unity we are to be in. In them, I and them, and you and me, that they may become perfectly one. 
man, I never experienced perfectly one until I met my wife. I can tell you that with a certain level of certainty that, uh, anyways, back to the podcast. We believers being perfectly one helps the world know the Father sent Jesus. But where this verse ends is my favorite part. And it says, uh, the Father sent Jesus and loved us, Christians and followers of Christ, just as he loved Jesus. Dang, that's legit. That's a powerful statement. Uh, this ending to verse 23 causes me to, you know, pause because of John three sixteen. God didn't forsake his son on the cross. I know uh, Jesus says it on the cross, why have you forsaken me? But no, he endured the suffering for all of us. This causes me to think about the overall message. Do you feel like God has given up on you? Do you feel like you've been forgotten? This verse is about what love truly is. If I truly love somebody, I have to suffer with them. I have to walk with them through their pain. If I truly love somebody, am I solving their problems for them? Or am I walking with them and feeling their pain? I don't feel like God's trying to fix my problems. As I've grown in my true identity, I've experienced God revealing himself to me so I could witness his truth in my life. If I can interrupt for a quick second, this podcast if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you, please give it a five-star rating. That's like saying yes or amen. Plus, this way it encourages others to listen. This week's verse isn't meant to look like the culture we live in today. This is a Christian podcast, and it's open to the world. This podcast is for the seeker of meaning and the seeker of truth. The culture might be offended by what I'm about to say. Breaking news, the world hated Jesus. I know. (laughs) Being Christians, we are commanded to love people, even when we know they're in bondage to sin. God wants to see his children as he sees them. It's really hard to say this, but this podcast is for God's elect. God gave us free will, and knowing this makes it hard to see people I love choose to do it their way or to follow the culture. What makes this so challenging for me is the understanding that comes with knowing that some people will reject Christ no matter what someone like me says, does, or believes. And that's fine. I'm not going to force my beliefs onto people. Christian, this world will try to rob us of our joy. Can you hear me? This world will try to rip us apart if we aren't in unity. The powers that be right now are there for a reason. Jesus needs us to hold fast to his promise. What keeps us together is the power of God that lives inside of us because of all the power of God is working in our lives. This podcast is ultimately about where I found my true identity. This podcast will continue to point to Christ and His work in my life. I understand there will be people, including the culture, who reject this message as if it's bigotry. I challenge the tolerant culture of my day to accept how I identify. This podcast is prayerfully put into motion to glorify my Savior 
my God, my King, Jesus Christ. It may seem hard to comprehend the struggles that we go through, the pain, the loss, the sickness, um, the diseases, the defeat after defeat after defeat. Everything happens to bring us closer to Christ. It has for me. It all points to who He is, His power, and His love. I hope you hear this message today. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you in this verse from John 17. He loves you as much as He loves His Son. You are His created Son. Hear me. You are His created daughter. There is nothing you could ever think, say, or do to make God love you any more or any less than He already does. God accepts you for who you are and whom you are meant to be. Not the version of yourself that you think you are, but the version of yourself that He created you to be. Jesus knows your challenges because He's walked in your shoes. He's washed the feet of the apostles. He's washed the filth off their feet. Not only has He walked in our shoes, but He's washed the filth from our life so we can look and see Him the way that He sees us. He's cleansed me with His blood. Nothing is more loving than giving Himself up for my sins and dying the death that I deserve. Jesus says He loves me. He accepts me for whom I was created to be. This may sound redundant, but it needs to be repeated. We are holy and blameless before a holy God. This message isn't about blending in with the culture. It's about redemption and salvation. God didn't create my sin nature. My sin nature was a curse used to bring me back home. We talked about this last week. For so long, I allowed the sin nature. I was tolerant of its evil. The whole time, I knew it was evil. I'm so thankful that I was temporary. I'm so glad that it was temporary and that God came into my life. His truth is found in the scriptures, the truth about who I am, my true identity. Who are you? More than anything I say I love in this world, His love for me is greater. Look at everything around you right now. Look up into the sky. Look at the flowers of the field. Look at all the mountaintops. Look at the way the water is gushing from the reservoirs in the West. See everything around us that is created because it is good. It was created for us. God says that we are more valuable than all of it. Let's be honest real quick. That love for you, it's different. I hope you experience God's love for you, whom you were truly meant to be. When we truly let go of our old nature, our sin nature, and choose to walk in our new creation, we are truly children of God. Even if your worldly father came up short, he too is a child of God. I can only see you that way. You, Christian, are a son or a daughter of God, loved by God. 
agape love by the Father, Abba the Father. My hope for you and me this week, Christian, is to understand and experience this truth. You are loved by the Father the same way that He loves the Son. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you have loved me. You know, in a world full of bad news, here's a quick blast from John Mack. Tell him what it is, baby. Second Corinthians 5.21, he made him who knew no sin, sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let me unpack those 15 Greek words. He, God, made Jesus sin. What do you mean he made Jesus sin? Only in one sense. He treated him as if he had committed every sin ever committed by every person who would ever believe, though in fact he committed none of them. Hanging on the cross, he was holy, harmless, undefiled. Hanging on the cross, he was a spotless lamb. He was never for a split second a sinner. He is holy God on the cross. But God is treating him, I'll put it more practically, as if he lived my life. God punished Jesus for my sin, turns right around and treats me as if I lived his life. That's the great doctrine of substitution. And on that doctrine turned the whole reformation of the church. That is the heart of the gospel. And what you get is complete forgiveness covered by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. When he looks at the cross, he sees you. When he looks at you, he sees Christ. Dang, that's great news. Praise be to God. Please don't hesitate to connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at The True Identity Podcast. Please like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone who you think needs to hear this message, and look for more content to follow. Peace. We are out till next week.